Welcome to the Give to Profit podcast, the podcast that inspires business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders to turn their business into a profitable force for good. During our weekly episodes, you'll hear business leaders and entrepreneurs share how they put social impact at the heart of their business and the many benefits that come from doing this. You can find full show notes for today's show and additional resources at givetoprofit.com. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where it would also be great if you could leave us a rating and review. For every review this month, we'll be sponsoring a child to go to school for a day in Cambodia. And so now, here's your host, business mentor, speaker and author, Alison McKenzie. Hi and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Give to Profit podcast show. This is your host, Alison McKenzie, and I'm delighted to be with you today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, I'm pleased to be having a conversation with somebody I've known for a couple of years and with whom I've made a really quick connection with. And we have lots of wonderful conversations pretty frequently, every few weeks. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, and I think the reason we've connected is that we are one of the few people or a couple of the few people who I know who combine going out and doing the on-the-ground humanitarian work with business and we have a genuine passion for putting impact at the heart of business. So today I'm going to be having a discussion with Ursula York. So welcome, 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 Ursula. Lovely to have you here. Thank you, Alison. It's delightful to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And I know today we are sharing our conversation here on the topic of impact and the path to success where meaning and money meet. But before we actually get into that discussion, I just want to share a little bit more about you. Um, in that you are the host of the Work Alchemy podcast, which I think is just one of the best podcasts out there. I absolutely love it. And you you also work with business owners who want to have a positive impact in the world. So I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about your story and key life events that have sparked your interest in the topic of social impact. Sure. I have been an entrepreneur for 21 years. I worked in a corporate setting prior to that, and that was just not my environment. <laughs> I managed to managed to survive for almost 10 years, but I had been thinking about being an entrepreneur for about five years before I started my business. So in the course of doing that, at the time I started, things took off really quickly. I had a very specific niche. I had a lot of contacts because of my work. And Things just took off very fast. I ended up with making more than my six-figure income after 13 months, which was a huge relief because I was terrified that this all wouldn't work. But And things kind of grew from there. And then I felt that the work I was doing had impact, which I define as making a positive contribution. It was in the medical field, and that felt very important to me as an aspect of the work I did as an entrepreneur. And then about seven years ago, I, uh, I had been in this process of kind of feeling restless. My business had been going really well. I was living in a great neighborhood and a great city, and yet things just did not feel right anymore. And I tried various things, exploring my creativity. I started exhibiting my photography and performing music. And for a while, things felt better. And then it came back, and it really felt, you know, looking back, like it was kind of the universe 
universe tapping me on the shoulder going, this is a time when you need to explore more and move into something else. So I ended up after quite a process of selling my house and releasing most of my belongings. And I went on the road for a year. I traveled and at the time, I had a, a blog called The Intentional Nomad, which I thought really hmm. captured the situation. It wasn't some strange circumstance or strange communicable disease that sent me out on the road that, that led to some kind of a trauma, but rather a very conscious decision to do that. And in the course of that, I decided that I would focus my work more on something I'd been doing all along, which is coaching people to start their businesses. And the aspect of impact has really come into play since that time. I really felt that my work needed to not only consider my own personal growth, which is so much part of being an entrepreneur, as you know, Allison, but also taking into account what effect are we having on the people around us, the people within our business, and how can we contribute to the community and even on a global scale or a global level? So that work has been what I've been really focused on in recent years. And I've come to the point where that's what my coaching work centers on is, is helping entrepreneurs define the impact they want to have and make that the focus of their business, which then guides their decision making and really increases their impact multifold because that's such a clear focus of where they're going. And at the same time, maintaining a successful business and growing it and increasing income. That goes hand in hand, fortunately. Yeah, it is fortunate when it all comes together like that, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And as you said at the start of that, quite a relief because it is a big thing to walk away from. You know, I've done the same thing. You walk away from a good salary in corporate land and it's it's whoa, you know, and, and I know that I've said it before that for me, when I started in business, the first intention was to be able to pay myself a salary. Right. You know, I did have a big heart, but you know, that immediate need was about getting my financial needs met. And then you can breathe a sigh of relief when you realize, right, okay, maybe I'll be able to work this out and then right. yes, relax more. So, Absolutely. so so on that topic of money and meaning though, how do you see the two coming together in business then? I think they're so intimately connected. I don't feel that entrepreneurs, in terms of being able to create a sustainable business that you can remain passionate about, which allows you to kind of overcome those inevitable challenges, obstacles that you bump up against when you're doing that work, it's quite challenging to be an entrepreneur. And to be able to move through that, you have to have some passion for what you're doing in whatever form. And I think that we really become more fulfilled when we're doing work that's meaningful to us. One of the things that I did early on in this process of working with entrepreneurs around impact is I I wrote an impact manifesto. And in that, I acknowledge that it really speaks to a very strong human need that we have to contribute in a positive way. And I think that when there's the opportunity to do that and integrate it with your business, it's a really powerful It's a really powerful combination. And the research has shown that companies that focus on impact and a greater vision for their company beyond just profit, they actually do 12 to 14 times better financially. So it becomes really a smart decision from a financial standpoint as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely more and more research coming out about that, which is is really good to see because mm-hmm. actually, for, for, I know for a lot of people who find the whole idea of focusing on meaning and impact over profit more challenging. For some of us, it's a natural thing to do, but for others, it can seem like a bigger leap of faith. Sure. But yeah, I mean, that's the way consumer trends and behaviors are going now. Also, I think the old model used to be, yes, we're going to have our profit-focused business over here, and then when we have extra money, we'll give it away. And that's very different from what you do and from the impact work that I do, because it becomes an integrated part of your business rather than an add-on. Yes. Yes, totally. just becomes part of who you are, and that's reflected in everything that you do. Exactly. So what about you then? What what impact would you like to have in the world? (laughs) Well, I've done a lot of work around getting clear on the impact I want to have. And my desired impact is to help as many people as I can have the impact that they want to have. I want to help them do that. So my particular avenue for doing that in my work is working with entrepreneurs in that way. But it's also, for me, a way of being in the world. So if I am on the board of a nonprofit, or I'm interacting with people, even socially, it's on my mind of, well, how can I help these folks really have the impact they want to have? And it extends to family and friends too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know we've had conversations about things like the difference between impact and contribution or (laughs) because there are different ways of thinking about things. Because for me, I think about contribution as being what we do. And then there's an effect, which is the impact we have. But I know that we've had a conversation and, and you've got a similar but slightly different sort of interpretation on all of that. I mean, how do you see what do you see, if any, in terms of the similarity or difference between contribution and impact? Well, I was intrigued when you and I had that conversation about how you see them as different. I mean, I guess contribution doesn't necessarily have to be positive. And the way I define impact is that it's a positive contribution or making a difference. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is doing that in a positive way. So that takes into account what the other person wants and not something you're imposing on them. And it's also about thinking about it in terms of maybe a larger view of the world. And maybe in that way, I don't know that our definitions of impact and contribution are really that different. I don't Mm. necessarily see them that way as being different. Yeah, I think we're actually very similar. I think we were having a conversation where we probably came around to thinking the same thing, but it was almost just (laughs) that we would describe it in a slightly different way, maybe. Right, right. And for me, the distinction more comes into play around words like mission or purpose, which are very popular these days. And to me, those words, they don't necessarily embrace all of what impact or contribution embraces. I think that mission and purpose can be very inward focused and I believe that impact is, and you can speak to where you see contribution, but to me, impact is really a holistic view of operating in the world where, yes, absolutely, you're taking into account your own development and your own growing and learning and what you can come to to do in the world at the same time that you're also looking at, well, what effect am I having on others? What effect is this 
having in the larger world and how can I contribute to that? And to me, that is so topical right now. It just has happened to come into play, but I think there's kind of a global shift to people really looking at how can I, how can I have positive impact rather than just sitting and watching these things that are so scary or horrifying or troubling that we can actually step in and contribute something really positive. I agree with you, actually. If we think about what's happening in our personal lives and around the world, and there definitely is in the UK, and we've seen it in America and many other countries too, it is more of people standing up for what they believe. Mm-hmm. and getting out there and being much more vocal and to me being when we're in business if that's who we are personally we're in a misalignment if we don't then make a co- make a stand if you like through our business as well I absolutely agree I, and I think you mentioned a really important aspect Allison which is taking action because it's all very lovely to sit around and have this wonderful vision for impact or contribution and then you end up feeling like perhaps somewhat satiated of, well, okay, now I've done this. I have this vision in front of me, but it's not enough. We have to step into that vision and be prepared to do what it takes to step into that and take action. So, you know, I think a vision can feel a little detached from action and not necessarily connected with what are you willing to do to make this come to life? And I think that's a very important question to ask in this consideration of what impact you want to have. Yeah, absolutely. With the difference being action. I think that's, yes, it's mm-hmm. very true. And I mean, talking about action, I know that you've actually spent a couple of times working, uh, being out in Africa. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what initially took you there? Well, I had the great pleasure of going to South Africa on a, it was a retreat organized by Martha Beck, who's a pretty well-known life coach. She's been on Oprah, I don't know how many times. She writes a regular article for O Magazine and has written multiple books. And I I was a great reader of her books and wanted to take part in this face-to-face kind of retreat. And her retreat was set in a game reserve in South Africa. And it was an extraordinary experience of being there and learning how to track wild animals and seeing those great beings in the wild. It was quite an extraordinary experience. So in the course of that, we were given a tour of the village that is connected with the game reserve and heard about an organization called the Good Work Foundation. And their mandate is education in rural South Africa. But it's actually an expanding mandate because they really have quite a vision for digital education in remote places around the world. So I was very excited to hear about that and contact the director and said, here's what I can do. Is this something that would be helpful to you? And fortunately, they wrote back and said, absolutely, this is perfect timing. I'm so glad that you reached out. And would you like to come and do some work with us? So that's how I came to do that and return a couple of times, actually, after that. So. I mean, I know when I first went out to Rwanda, I mean, going out to Africa really was just like going to a completely different planet. I don't think yeah. anything can prepare you until you've actually made that step and, and gone over to the continent. How did that change you as a person? I agree with you. It's an extraordinary and profound experience. And I don't know if it's because we're all from there or what it is, but I immediately felt this sense of being embraced by the land, even though the landscape is 
Now it's relatively flat, at least where I went, but it just energetically, it felt like an embracing and I immediately felt comfortable there. And I think that experience was my first time on the African continent. It opened me up in ways that I hadn't anticipated. It showed me how much we share, which I knew intellectually already, but when you're in such a foreign environment to where you normally are, I mean, I'd traveled quite a bit, but you know, mostly in, in the West. So it just it really helped me understand how much we share as human beings and how fortunate I am to have had that experience and to be there and that not everyone, including those in Africa, are that fortunate. So it was a very profound experience for me. And so did that change anything for you back home, either personally or in your business? I think I started to look at things in a bigger way. I felt, and this is really where that aspect of global reach in the impact work I was doing really came into play because I saw how in a way, easy it was to offer what you have to offer and have it contribute to what people are doing in a completely different part of the world. And in that sense, I don't have to make billions like Richard Branson, for example, in order to have impact in other parts of the world. I can do that in my own way and in a very unique way to me. And that felt very empowering. And it shifted my business so that that's what I work with my clients on. Well, this is what you want to do in terms of impact. What's your vision for that in a, maybe a larger scale than you might ever have thought of before? And this isn't to push anyone into going bigger. You don't have to be huge in order to have impact. But let's explore what really lets you come to fruition, really, as the most you can be or the... I don't want to get all sort of preachy about that, but it's really more about how how are you going to live out your potential? And that mm. may be one aspect that's really powerful for you. Yeah, absolutely. How have you found that? I'm curious about that question. How has that been for you? Oh, I mean, it just completely changed my life mm. without a doubt. And I think because a lot of that was we were dealing with trauma with the Rwandan genocide survivors mm -hmm. and the trauma associated with that. So, I mean, for me, it was just mind-blowing, not just in terms of being out in Rwanda, but just discovering the human capacity to heal and mm -hmm. just get past the worst things that we can ever imagine being thrown at us in life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I can relate to what you're saying in terms of, how, you know, realizing also how fortunate we are. Mm -hmm. to be living in developed countries where, yes, we have our troubles, we have our woes, there's always things going on, but we do have a lot more freedom and opportunity. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, it definitely opened me up in a big way. And for my business, it's completely changed the direction. <laughs> <laughs> So, and, and I think what I'm, yeah, and I'm, that's what I'm hearing for you too, is that when we step into having the courage or the faith to turn that vision or mission or purpose that we might have that you used earlier into action, mm -hmm. and we start to go off and explore and do something like volunteer or go off and do a humanitarian trip, especially if it takes us way outside our comfort zone, I can't see how you can be anything but changed from yeah. that. 
I agree. I mean, you have to arrive with an openness to the experience. I think this is where people that may enter into travel or going into an experience like that, feeling like they have to compare everything to their own experience, the more open you can be to just letting it be an experience on its own without being like anything necessarily you've ever done. I think that is really allowing yourself to be changed by it. Because some people resist that. Yeah, definitely. The strangest thing is when you're out in somewhere that feels so alien, Mm -hmm. you do go straight into the present moment because you're just more alert to stuff. Yeah. Being different. And that's one of the things that I loved as well because you switch off and you're so much there in the moment that it's hard not to get pulled into what's happening and being there. And we're all human. I mean, our human experience is so universal on a very fundamental level. I mean, of course, the horror of the genocide in Rwanda is something we personally may not have experienced, but still the the emotions and the human connection that is so important to all of us, that's universal and something we can share and connect on even when you know, the, the details, the specifics of the experience aren't the same. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and so for you, you live in America. Are, do, do you continue to do any kind of voluntary work or do you have other, do you have other ways you support causes? Or I do. Working in Africa has kind of shifted my experience at home as well. I continue to support GWF and we're in conversation now about me returning next year to do some work with them, which I would love to do one-on-one with the budding entrepreneurs that are there. But I've also been in conversation with another nonprofit in <laughs> South Africa, in another part of the country, but potentially being able to do some work with them as well. But I find myself at home being far more aware of ways that I can contribute. And this has always been part of this impact work that I've done, but it starts from how do you show up every day? And we already have impact, whether we recognize it or not. And Mm -hmm. becoming conscious about it gives you an opportunity to expand the impact that you want to have. So it goes all the way from this fundamental level of how am I showing up in this conversation, in this phone call, in this meeting? And then it's also expanded my view of, well, if I can do that within my business, with my clients and my team members, even with my suppliers, then what's to prevent looking a little more widely? And what's my impact on my online community? And what's my impact in my physical community? And how can I get involved here where I live? I love just that, you know, the simplicity of asking ourselves the question, how can I have more impact and positive impact in each of these different situations? Mm-hmm. Because as you say, each and every one of us, we always have impact. It's whether or not it's positive or negative. Exactly. And it's the extent <laughs> of the impact. Exactly. So let's step in, no, turn that autopilot off and consciously be asking ourselves, how can I have more positive impact in whatever situation we're in? Yeah. And this is where the impact vision work that I do with people is so powerful because once you can hold that, I mean, it's true visioning of any kind, but with a vision with a focus on impact, then you start to get some clarity around, well, this is the impact I want to have. And then how does that play out in every aspect and making that conscious, it affects what you do every day. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know through your podcast, you've interviewed almost a hundred guests now, I think. Yeah, that's so, right. What have some of the most powerful insights from those interviews around impact been? Oh, that's a great question. 
I'm actually exploring that right now because I'm writing a book. So as you know, so I've been working my way through that very question. But one thing that's been so profound is that I've interviewed famous people and not so famous people. And it doesn't matter how famous you are or how big your business is, you can still have a very profound impact. And the one story that I I tell that is, I think, a great illustration of that is there's a a young man named Mason Wartman, who I interviewed, I think this is my third interview in the podcast. He had a $1 slice pizza shop in Philadelphia. He'd been an investment banker in New York, and he decided to moved back to his hometown of Philadelphia and opened this dollar slice pizza shop, named it after his mom, Rosa's Pizza. And one day someone walked into his shop and said, I would love to buy a pizza slice for that gentleman outside. Mason's shop at the time was in an up and coming neighborhood, which means in his case, there were a lot of homeless folks around. And so Mason said, no problem. He took the gentleman's money for that extra slice of pizza and he asked him to put a post-it on the wall and the idea caught on and he ended up with an entire wall of Mm post-its in his shop where anyone could come in and redeem a post-it for a slice of pizza and word got out he was interviewed on Ellen Ellen DeGeneres' show wow they had an upworthy video that profiled him and Mason then created a foundation to end world hunger and employed some homeless folks doing things like designs of t-shirts. And he's really making an impact from this seemingly very modest beginning, but he saw an opportunity and he went for it. He really saw a chance to make a big difference and he decided to follow it and take the action necessary. So I think that's a wonderful example of how a small business, I mean, what does a dollar slice pizza have to do with having big impact, you might ask, but that is a great illustration of exactly how it can. And often it's the small things that we do. And if we do them consistently or regularly, or as I loved in that story, he went with the flow of what was happening in terms of of the response he was getting to what he was doing. Exactly. And that's a really valuable message for us, no matter who we are in terms of if we're uh, running our own business or if we are actually a social cause or a charity or even a larger business. It's about paying attention to what people outside of our business are responding to mm-hmm. and going with that instead of trying to push something else. And that's how where we have the impact. Absolutely. And I love that. I, I call it follow the breadcrumbs where yes. something comes across your path and it's not that you have to go out and create something out of nothing. There's opportunities in front of you all the time. And it's a question of choosing which one's resonates more, which presents the best opportunities, then you can really build something out of something that's organically happening already. Yes, totally. And so for you, if you were to pick one trait or characteristic that you think has contributed most to your success? (laughs) Oh, wow. I think the the one that really comes to mind, and I guess I'm going to weave a couple together if you'll allow me, but (laughs) one is I'm kind of a classic entrepreneur in some ways. I have a really positive outlook and I also have the ability to imagine something that doesn't exist yet. I really get very fired up with a big vision. And for me, despite sort of advice about it's better if you have this small, tiny goal so that you can reach it and then feel empowered and move on. For me, a big vision is really empowering and that's what excites me. That's what gets me rolling. But I think the success aspect of that is not just in having the big vision, but also 
moving towards it by taking action. I think that has really made such a huge difference for me is that I'm willing to do what needs to be done to bring that vision to life. And that's been a really powerful combination for me. I could so relate to what you're saying. I quite <laughs> often have conversations about goal setting and how important it is to know what you're motivated by, the big goal or the small one. And there's no right and wrong, but it's so important to know which one gets, it fuels you and it energizes you into taking action. It is. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think you make a very powerful distinction there that some folks don't necessarily feel that way. But for those of us who do, to not be afraid to let that vision fire you up. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Because for some people, a big goal would be terrifying and they beat themselves up for not achieving it. And they like the smaller goals and know that they're constantly meeting them. Whereas, yes, I think for you and I, it's just a a different energy. Yes. So it's just a different energy. And I know that you've got an affinity to elephants, haven't you? (laughs) I do very much so. uh... Would you like to just share a little bit about that while we're on? Oh, sure. I was in uh, Africa for the first time and we were on a game drive and I've always had this affinity for elephants. I've admired their, their social structure is very interconnected. And since then I've learned a lot about how they can communicate hundreds of miles apart through vibration in the ground. It's just extraordinary. The first time I saw a group of elephants in the wild, there was a a group of them walking and there were a couple of very tiny little babies there. And the mother gave this low rumble. One of the matriarch of the group gave this low rumble, which you could feel was so deep and it vibrated in your chest. It was so deep. And a guide said that that's a reassuring call to let them know, even though we're here, that everything's okay. And for whatever reason, that sound just made just uh, tears just started to run down my face. And it wasn't upset or anxiety or anything. It was just this very deep kind of connection with those beings as they were connecting with each other. It was, yeah, it's an, an incredibly powerful animal for me to think about. And what does it mean for our connections with each other? And how do we stay connected and how do we care for each other and nurture each other? And that's something elephants do really well. They do. And it's funny, actually, before you even said the word connection, I had written down my notes, connection, because, you know, in terms of connection that they have as a group, but even the energetic connection that they have, and it's the way in which they navigate around the world, Mm -hmm. or not around the world, but in terms of the area that they cover, the way they connect to Mm -hmm. energy and intelligence is incredible. Well, it's I share that love of animals very much, not not just animals, but elephants in particular. Well, there's such a, a wonderful example of how we can think of our interconnections with each other, at least for me, they serve as a really wonderful reminder of how we can care for each other in a way that goes beyond our little nuclear families, which culturally is so much of what has happened in the West, but it's really more of a tribal type of thing. And and when we can connect with each other in that way, then we can, I think, solve a lot of problems that are out there and concerns about who is taking something from me as opposed to how can I support someone else so that we can both have this. Yeah. And I get a sense that we're, what we're coming back to here is also about just connecting to being human beings and living creatures sharing the same planet. Mm-hmm. And while, as you said earlier, and you put it beautifully when you were talking about when you went out to South Africa that first time about how similar we are as human beings, but actually just really how similar 
we all are in this moment that we are sharing yeah. the planet as our home. Yeah, no, that's, so, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I have just enjoyed this conversation with you so much, as always. <laughs> I wonder if you could just share with everybody where people can find out more details about you and your primary social media accounts, which of course I, I will share full details in the show notes, but if you want to just share what those are here too. Sure. Thank you, Alison. And I've so enjoyed this too. It's always a delight talking with you. You have such a wonderful global vision that I just love seeing come into action. So it's been a real delight to share that with you. Thank you. So people can reach me through my website, uh, which is workalchemy.com, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y. Or you can also connect with me on Facebook. I have a Work Alchemy Facebook page and feel free to visit and drop me a line. And there's also numerous resources on the website for you to help you in this journey of impact and how you can put it into action in your business and beyond. Fantastic. And obviously on iTunes as well which yes. is yeah definitely recommend your podcast <laughs> it's one of the ones i just love tuning into absolutely love tuning into so yeah. thoroughly recommend Thank you. and so to wrap it all up is there one last piece of advice that you'd like to offer our listeners for just having more impact through their businesses i think that for all of us really looking at the question of how do you want to show up every day can be a wonderful beginning to that because that is the beginning of all the day-to-day decisions that you make. And it's also the beginning of even a larger vision of the impact that you can have. So I'm going to take the opposite approach from formulate a big vision and then go out there and put it into action. But rather, all of our visions coming to life is absolutely about how we interact and how we experience every day. And so that question of how do you want to show up is so crucially important. Do you want to be a light Do you want to bring forward some alternate perspectives that can help connect and bring people together in a really positive way and uh, help you contribute to making that contribution that you want to make? Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all the nuggets over this last half hour. I am feeling an incredible sense of peace and connection to nature. I feel like I've been transported off to the African plains (laughs) and I'm sitting surrounded with elephants when I'm not, but I do have a definitely a very deep sense of connection and I hope that, and I'm sure that our listeners will will have taken so much away from this too in many different ways. So thank you so much for sharing these nuggets with us. Well, you're welcome, Alice. And thank you. I so appreciate the always the opportunity to talk with you and, and share this conversation. So thank you. Thank you. And thanks too for to our listeners for tuning in to this episode. I look forward to hearing what you think. And please do connect and share what you think. And remember to check out the givetoprofit.com or allison.com websites for the full show notes, plus details of how to connect with both Ursula and myself. So until next time, remember that business is a great opportunity to be kind. Thanks for listening to the Give to Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes so you hear about our next episodes. It would be great if you left a rating and review of the show there too. For every review this month, Alison will be sponsoring a child to go to school for a day in Cambodia. You can connect and chat with Alison on Twitter using the handle at Alison Mac 
and through the Give to Profit Facebook fan page. And if you don't already have a copy of Alison's best-selling book, Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes, you can get this on Amazon around the world.